Welcome back to another episode of Dream Attraction Podcast. And guys, today we went to Starbucks as we're working on a future sort of project. And I got iced coffee from Starbucks, which I didn't know they had that. Like, am I like out of the loop or like, did you know about iced coffee from Starbucks? Just like regular iced coffee? Regular iced coffee. Yeah. I just, but, I've never seen that before. I've only seen lattes. Well, see, I, so we order our, like, drinks on the app. And I will say, I think that is something new that they put on there. But I could be wrong. But I feel like they've always had, like, iced coffee before. But I feel like it's not very, like, well-known. Like, a lot of people, like, especially around this time, like, everyone's getting pumpkin spice latte. And, like, no one's really getting... You know, I don't know how to say, like... Pumpkin spice iced coffee. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, you could. I get it from Dunkin'. So, what I do, what I've been doing is I've been asking for a venti pumpkin spice coffee when I'm in line. Okay. And so, instead of saying the latte, and I don't really know what the difference is, to be quite honest, um... I think lattes just make me crash so much quicker because it gives me like like I have like a lot of energy but then like when that energy is gone it's gone yeah so I'm kind of like it's espresso yeah so the espresso I don't like drinking espresso because I do that and that's why I prefer matcha I know I've talked about it a lot lot on the podcast but I prefer matcha because I don't really get a crash Mm -hmm. but yeah it was it was nice like sitting like you know, the Starbucks, they just redid it. They have, like, a whole outdoor area. So we're sitting out there just, like, working on some stuff that we'll tell you guys about soon. Mm-hmm. But we are reviewing a Haunting in Venice in this week's episode. And I feel like this subject kind of coincides with the movie. I was kind of thinking about this earlier. Because mm-hmm. the main character, who is actually the actor that played Gilderoy Lockhart in Chamber of Secrets, which I just found that out today when I was doing my research and reading a review on the movie. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, what? And fun fact about him is that he's an actor and a director. So he directed this movie and he acted as the main character in this movie. Mm -hmm. And this is a sequel to a Death on the the Death on the Nile movie that um, came out last year, like in the beginning of 2022, which was also really good. If you guys haven't seen that, check that out. But yeah, I it's a good murder mystery movie. But before we get into the review, I want to talk about something. So in the beginning of the movie, he had kind of given up from solving mysteries because his like specialty is solving like murders and cases and all that. He had mm-hmm. given up and he had kind of run away essentially to Venice And he was just living his life like he was like, I don't have any friends. And he kind of cut himself off from the world. But then something came knocking at his door or someone in Mm -hmm. Tina Fey's character and brought him back to something that he did have passion for. Yeah. Because at the end of the movie, not to jump around, but then he started helping people again solve these mysteries, solve these murders and bringing people to justice. So like I said, before we get into the details of the movie and what we thought, I've been dealing with something recently where, and I've had a lot of people tell me that they're just scared to try something new. Or in this case, with his character, scared to go back to something that you love for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's like 
starting a new job or learning a new sort of technique, it can be scary to start because you're like, I don't know how this is going to go. I'm scared of the unknown. What if I fail? I feel like instantly all of these negative thoughts start coming into your head. Never like the positive ones. Like it's weird how that happens. Like no one I feel like ever thinks like, oh, I'm trying something new. Like what if I succeed and I actually really love it? Yeah. It's always like the anxiety of, well, what if I fail? Like, am I making the right decision? And it scares people away and it keeps people in a box of their comfort zone. Well, and it goes back to that saying of like, you know, you are your own worst critic. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like everybody is a skeptic to themselves, like at heart. Like it just like, it's almost just kind of natural. Self-doubt. It just happens. Like it's the way I feel like being human, that's how everybody is wired to think like our brains for some reason fixate on the negative thoughts yeah and that's you know everyone I feel like can relate to this but when when you have negative thoughts you can go down this you know rabbit hole of all these things which creates like anxiety and being anxious even into a depression yeah um because you might know that there's all these things that like maybe you need to get done or all these like things that are happening and it's just like your brain just likes to fixate on the negative things but it's all about self-talk though it's all yeah. about how and journaling and looking at yourself in the mirror and saying nice things mm-hmm. you know positive affirmations yeah and you know what life is too short to stay in your comfort zone that's what I've learned you know is that It's just like, if you never try it, you're never going to find something new, like meet someone new, like a new friend that you never would have met or like a new opportunity that like comes along because of this opportunity that you took, you know, life is all about a domino effect. You know what I'm saying? The decisions that you make always lead to a new decision. It's like those books you used to read. Like I remember Goosebumps. When I was young, oh my God, so- you would like choose the next part, you know, it's like, oh, okay, do you want to go here or do you want to go here? And whatever path you choose leads to a different story, which leads to a different outcome. That's right. exactly how life is too. Yeah. Speaking of goosebumps, there is a new one coming out on Friday. So tomorrow, on Friday the 13th, the day that we're recording this, it's going to be this Friday tomorrow that it's coming out on Disney Plus. It's a movie or a it's, show? It's a movie. Oh. Um, I know the guy that um is the actor. He's very like he's a very well-known actor. I just don't know his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you watch the preview. I watched the preview and it actually looked like pretty good. And it was funny because they were playing um the song Goosebumps by Travis Scott in the preview. So Oh my gosh. Like, Wait, I think I've seen the trailer before. Yeah yeah Um, so I think we might have to check that out I think we might have to maybe we'll do a review on it yeah definitely I mean if it's on Disney plus I'm assuming it can't be that scary no you know I'm just goosebumps it's a kid's book exactly so I'm I actually do want to check that out and I mean how crazy that it was Friday the 13th in October like I mean I some people probably watched a scary movie 
on Friday the 13th, you know, I feel like you just have to. I would have loved to have a spooky night. I feel like I never plan these things out because it just comes up so quick, you know? Yeah. But we're just kind of going down a rabbit hole into something completely different. I know. But we're, we're just like talking about a million things. I mean, we love spooky seasons. So, I mean, this is just so fun that Friday the 13th is in October. But yeah, getting back to comfort zone stuff, I just feel like it's wild that and I guess this is can kind of lead to overthinking and anxiety but like literally like I was saying the decisions you make always always affect your life in some sort of way and that sometimes scares people away from taking risks and then people are just like no 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 no, I'm comfort I'm comfortable here I'm just gonna stay here right and I get that I totally get that and sometimes staying there is the right choice to make Mm -hmm. but then I never want to be the person that's like in my 40s like and I'm like what if I would have done that like what if I would have taken that chance yeah you know would my life be different like would I have met somebody new that could have like changed the course of our careers or whatever it is like a new friend that has connected you know what I'm saying not even just right it's that like- but like a best friend that I haven't met yet you know and I almost feel like a perfect example of taking that risk is like us moving to San Diego oh if yeah we never moved to San Diego I don't think either one of us would in the place that we are now yeah. we wouldn't have met the friends and the people that are in our lives right now who mean like so much to us yeah and we would have never been able to like meet those people if we didn't take that risk and move here you would have never met your I, girlfriend i would have never met my girlfriend yeah you would have never met some of like your really good friends yeah you know there's like there's all so, the disney trips we've taken so many disneyland trips i would have never wanted to come to disneyland being back at home because i never really i only went there really once and i like i still feel the same but i do like disney world a bit better yeah but i like the luxury of being able to go up to disneyland whenever i you know so choose to mm-hmm. because it is a very short you know drive up and so I think um that's something I've grown to love and appreciate and I'm like so grateful for and I wouldn't have been able to have that luxury if I didn't you know commit and take a risk and move here I know you know I could have just I could have just stayed at home and still been in my comfort zone because I mean honestly like a lot of people I feel like wouldn't take a risk like that and move across the country basically yeah. moving from the midwest to the west of it's like the a culture shock it's it is a culture shock it is a big change um and it's something you know people have to be adjusted to i had to adjust it took me about six months to get comfortable mm-hmm. and adjust to how things are here but because once you is... take that risk, though, I feel like every other risk you take is a little bit easier. And sometimes you yeah. take the risk and sometimes they don't pay off. Sometimes you think it's going to be a certain way and it doesn't end up being that way. But you always learn something or gain something, some sort of knowledge or some something from that it's experience. Like it, you know, like I feel like the risk or, you know, the decision you make, whether it works out or not, it's supposed to be on your path for a reason, whether it's to have a lesson learned. Um, so then it gets you closer to where you need to be on your path or it does work out. And then that's exactly where you need to be. Exactly. And it gets you one step closer to where you want to be in your life. And so either way, I feel like isn't necessarily a wrong decision or like a wrong thing to do because it's 
if it's happening that means it's meant for you exactly and just watch for the signs and you know focus on things that are coming into play in your life and and you know if it feels right in your gut if you're like this is where I'm meant to be then just just do it you know and make those kind of mistakes and you know or not even mistakes either mistakes that are going to teach you something or it's going to be something that you choose and then that leads you to where you want to be in life you know it's just kind of crazy how life works out like that right you know and I also want to normalize if something like in like intuitively feels right in the moment and maybe it doesn't work out for you later on no I want to normalize that that is okay 100% that is what like you felt like was right at that time and it just like you know that's what you wanted to do that was the risk you were willing to take that's the decision that you wanted to make it's like that quote that says like at the time it's exactly what you wanted right you know and it's like maybe it was a like maybe you can look back and be like you know what that was a mistake that's something that you know but it, it wasn't necessarily a mistake, but we can call it a mistake because you learned from it. You grew from it. You grew and And you've evolved. It. And when you're going through it, you don't understand because you're like, why? Why is this happening? Like, why did I make this decision? Like, why is my, why is this happening to me sometimes? And then you understand maybe like a year or two or six months later, you're like, okay, that's why I had to go through that. You know, exactly. it makes you stronger of a person. I can think of something like an example for myself, which I'm not going to get into this episode, maybe a future episode, mm-hmm. but I went through a lot, but it's made me a stronger person and it's molded me into a different form of myself, a mm-hmm. stronger, better form of the person that I was. Right. Because we're always evolving. We're always changing. Right. You know, another, it's like the other saying, like, everybody makes mistakes. Mm -hmm. Quote, Hannah Montana. Period. You know, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Yeah. Like, that is, like, I feel like the true meaning of humanity, like, that everybody makes mistakes. But sometimes, like, those mistakes are meant to happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. And that might sound a little, like, harsh and might sound a little like it just doesn't sound good like maybe like that's insulting to some people but it it's going to help you learn from those situations and grow as a person and know they that's not going to happen again it's like it's like I feel like the best example I could get like give you is like you dating somebody and thinking that maybe was your person or thinking like they were like you know the perfect person and in that moment they felt like that that was your person but say like there was a lot of toxic things that happened in that relationship and like maybe they didn't treat you good and you guys break up right and then later on you get into a relationship with someone that is a lot better for you and treats you a lot better that relationship that was bad that you thought was good for you you know that that's not good for you anymore and that's those traits that that was in that relationship that's what you're avoiding and that's time around yeah so it's like things may feel good really good like in the moment intuitively you're like oh my god this you know this is it like this is where I want to be but then later on that can change and that and that's okay and that's okay because that's gonna help you grow as a person and be able to know what you want in life that's what I'm saying life is just way too short Mm -hmm. to not go for it 
I honestly think because I, I and that's crazy coming from me because I feel like in in life I feel like me and you are a bit the same. Oh yeah. We like to play it safe a lot. Oh yeah. You know, I don't like to take huge risks that could really be detrimental to myself. Some people like are so carefree they're like I'm just going to do it. And I'm trying to become more like that. I am more like that than I was a few years ago, even back to like last year, because I made a pact with myself that I was going to take more risks and get more outside of my comfort zone. And, you know, and some people might not agree with that. People that do know us, maybe people think we are very ambitious and take a lot of big risks and do things that like are out of the norm mm -hmm. and like love that people are thinking that. But I think we do, we are very like we do stay in our comfort zone a lot of the time we don't take super big risks but I feel like this year um in ways like how it goes hand in hand on what we've been talking about but I feel like I have taken some big risks in a way that it was like I did it and I like I know now and I probably will never do that again yeah because I know what the you know what the results were in doing those specific things that were Mm -hmm. big risks so it's kind of like I'm not I don't regret doing it I'm glad I did it because then I wouldn't know what I know now you know and you want to have things to like talk about like when you're like older like you want to like be able to share like stories of like things like oh my god like remember when we did that like even like thinking back to high school like where you share those kind of stories with your friends like high school friends you're like oh my gosh remember when we did this so I don't know I think that I wanted to bring this to the podcast because it's super relevant but I say let's get into the movie review because like I was saying earlier the main character the detective he's locked away in his house in Venice and he is cut off from the world he is done solving murder mysteries And then here comes Tina Fey waltzing in. (laughs) He tries to shoo her away. She says, absolutely not. You are coming to meet this lady who is psychic and you're going to come to this seance. And I'm like, wow, okay, this is starting off with a bang. Because this movie was very visually appealing. Like, I don't want to say aesthetically pleasing because it did have a very dark demeanor to it, Mm -hmm. but it did have a lot of fun and good visual effects. It's based on a book that somebody wrote um, called Halloween Party. Yeah. And it basically is kind of the way that this um, person reviewed it is like kind of a darker version of Clue. And in a sense of the way. So I loved the beginning of this movie. I thought it started off very strong. I recognize the detective from Death on the Nile, Mm -hmm. if you've seen that movie. And so she gets him out and Venice, I just love that. It's Halloween. So everyone's dressed up and they're taking those little boats around. And wait, I have to sidetrack for a minute. Because when we went to see this movie, we were the only ones in the theater. (laughs) And we walk in and there's no sound. There's literally no sound playing it all in the theater so then I left to go tell them that there's no sound so, so you're so, sitting in the theater alone like, so that minute, <laughs> I in the theater by myself creepy while the you know it's playing but there's no like the previews sound. yeah the, the previews were playing so there was just like no sound I it was a little spooky I don't know if anyone has had to experience that before but I was like really hoping he was coming back like very soon because I was like I just I, I was getting a little anxious. You're just munching on your pretzel bites, like... No, it's um. like eating my pretzel bites and um, drinking my icy that I got. 
Mm -hmm. it's super like movie theater vibes like we normally don't buy food from the theater because it's so expensive but we were starving so we're like we're getting food um and so yeah it was just like it was a weird like a little spooky vibe very weird in the beginning something i don't think i ever wanted to experience again no that's a one and done for you and i never want to experience that for me but then the movie starts in the beginning like i think it just started an older couple walks in (laughs) they sit at the top row and then i think after the scene with oh my god i forgot the actress's name the medium Mm -hmm. michelle yeo there we go um i think after that scene which was pretty intense which we'll get into in a minute they were like whispering or like talking to each other and then they walked out and they never came I don't back think they left before that because you think they might think, have left i think they barely yeah. had to have left like 10 or 15 minutes into the movie but can i just say like before like so when eric came back and he had talked to somebody about the sound they were like okay we're gonna go check it out I already knew that the sound was going to be blasting when it came on. So I was already prepared, you know, close my ears. And Eric did the same because he was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And so he closed. And it sure enough was super loud. And it got fits and everything. But the sound was still a little too loud than, like, it normally is. Yeah. So I don't know if the sound was just too much for these older this older couple because it was like pretty loud and I'm not someone that gets startled that easily and this oh, movie jumping it, this movie we were jumping because there were some jump like scenes like jump scare scenes or whatever and normally that stuff doesn't get me um but I think because the volume was so loud it was just overwhelming I was like oh my god so yeah we jumped like but we love a good theater to the self moments like we had the whole theater to ourselves once they left i don't know i don't know if it was over the sound or they were like i didn't know this was gonna be a little creepy because it's like a it's like a suspense i wouldn't say well i don't know so i knew that it was supposed to be a little spooky so i don't know if they anticipated like a little paranormal in there it's because you would think if it was for the sound they would have went and talked to the people like hey this is a little loud like they paid for the movie yeah you know because we saw so, them after we picked our seats we saw that their seats were taken so like, i don't know maybe, maybe something it happened. Just was, maybe it just wasn't their vibe I was, they weren't vibing but anyways so they get to this house um they meet the owner of this house but she is trying to summon her daughter who basically went crazy and supposedly jumped off the third floor of the balcony into the water and killed herself like i think a year prior six months prior something like that i think it was a year prior and so she was she got this medium and they were gonna have a seance to summon her spirit and perfect movie to watch during spooky season Mm -hmm. so but the kind of creepy thing which delaney did not was not vibing is that this uh, place was uh, an orphanage. And during the plague, a lot of children died in this place because it was set around the time, like, right after the plague or, like, maybe, like, I don't know, after the plague happened. Right. You know? And so um, there were ghosts of children. It was a very haunted place. Mm-hmm. And... So they had, in honor of the kids, they had a Halloween party where all these kids came dressed up and they were, like, having this party. But it was, like, a very dark, old building. So I was like, this is, I would not vibe with this party. I mean, like, there's, so there's two things that I don't do with scary movies. One is dolls. 
I don't like, I've never liked dolls since I was a kid. Um, to give you an example, um, my mother really liked getting me American Girl dolls when I was young and she like displayed them in my room and I literally had my parents take them out of my room and I, yeah. and I told like me as a little girl I told my mom stop buying me those dolls he said don't be buying me I those said, girl. don't buy them for me <laughs> they're just like creepy and so I just I've never liked dolls so I don't like dolls and I don't like <laughs> I don't like children in horror movies no, I don't think like little ghost thingies I think they're yeah, no. so freaking weird and I this is why like Eric and I were so glad that we have the theater to ourselves because we were just cackling the whole time because I'm like this is top tier reason why I don't want children because I don't want to have to deal with this bullshit if something weird happens yeah it was so yeah. crazy so basically they were doing the seance after the Halloween party was over so the little the little munchkins left and then all of a sudden it was like um the mom of the girl that died tina fey who's a writer and her last three she was a big writer and then the last three books she published flopped so she's basically looking for a story and she convinced this murder mystery guy or this detective guy to come uh with her because he's a realist he doesn't believe in ghosts he doesn't believe in any of the paranormal stuff and she was going to make a believer out of him because he's like this lady seems very legit and she didn't know anything about a murder or anything about anything like that. Mm-hmm. Then there was like this little boy and this uh, who was the doctor's son. There was like a bunch of different characters. I'm not going to go through them and all because the there was a lot. is the guy that um, is the main character in Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey, which I haven't seen him in anything in like 10 I years. So I'm like, I forgot what his name is. Um, he looks, di- he looks like- different. He looked like. His name he was like, like Jamie something. I he think. looked crazy in this movie too because he played a little bit of a darker character. But um, yeah, so they all gather into the seance and basically they expose Michelle Yeo as being, well, they had the, the typewriter typing and that's where we kept getting startled because it would keep making these loud noises out of nowhere. And I'm like, well, oh my God. It was looking like she was possessed because like literally they were just all sitting in a circle holding hands. Well, at the end of the seance, but in the beginning they pulled that guy out of the chimney. Right. And they were like, you're a fraud. This is fake. How could you do this? And then all of a sudden, like she starts getting crazy and her voice changes and she's just spinning in a circle, like around them saying like, you like, killed me. And it was not her voice. It was like the girl who died. Yeah. Voice. And so she kept looking and spinning in a circle and they would zoom in on every character's face. And she's like, you killed me in the murder mystery or I keep saying the murder mystery guy. The detective is like, who killed you? Who killed you? Like yelling at her. And she wouldn't say it. She just kept, it just kept zooming in on every character's face. Like she looked at every character. Mm-hmm. So you're like, everyone's a freaking suspect. Yeah. And so it was very like, like an unsettling sort of scene. Cause then you're like, oh, then you kind of realize like, okay, so she didn't just fall off the balcony because they said she went insane one day. Cause the little ghost children were like, they think she like committed suicide. Yes. Somebody pushed her. Yeah. Is basically what, um they were determining so now we're like okay so who killed homegirl i think her name is Alyssa or elisa i don't remember i think it was um elisa and elisa i don't know so but basically her ex-fiance was there which because somebody mysteriously invited him and they were in love and then he 
broke up with her and that's when they said she went like insane basically when he Mm -hmm. broke up with her so yeah so now we're just like the scene is set and we're like okay we're 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 strapped in like everyone's a freaking suspect like who killed her you know yeah and then michelle i keep saying michelle i I don't remember her character's name but the actress is named michelle she's talking to the detective and they're kind of like talking and he's like okay this is a little bit of weird stuff going on here and she puts him in a freaking robe in that like creepy like um mask remember she like puts it on him and we're like why is he still wearing it and then so basically i mean he was still it was weird because even though all that stuff happened he still like caught that they were trying to be fake about it yes um but it was weird because it was like she wasn't necessarily a fake psychic but they were trying to add a little more drama drama to her you know to her like medium like abilities yeah which i don't know why but i guess that's like a a thing that they were doing but she still she wasn't necessarily fake because she was saying things that were like legitimate and yeah. like things that like she couldn't have known she was like there's a lot of grief in here like she felt like all the children that died in there during the plague and everything like she felt all of that sort of energy yeah and he was still a skeptic even yes. after all this happened when she like looked possessed and everything like that like that part wasn't fake like mm-hmm. in like in this movie like it wasn't supposed to be fake anymore and so it was like he was still skeptic about it because he was like, I got them. They're the frauds, like blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And so she's like still trying to convince him that like, you know, I'm not making this shit up. And, <laughs> I'm not making this shit up. She, I don't know why, but she put, yeah, she put like her cape. And, and that like mask with the long nose, like and, that the doctors used to wear back in the day with the plague. Right. And so like one of the activities that all these, because the orphanage came in and they had like their little Halloween like party or whatever. And one of the things they were doing is like. Apples, bobbing for apples. Bobbing for apples. And he like, lo- like Tina Fey wanted him to have some fun. Like, and was saying you should go do that. And he was like. He's like, oh, well, that seems like it would be fun, but he, like, didn't do it. And so he's wearing this outfit that this lady just put on him, and he decides, he's walking around, and he decides, because he comes up to the little dish with the apples in it, with the water, and he decides, okay, I'm gonna go bob some apples, because he bobbed for some apples, and he lifts the mask up, and then he starts doing it, and then He's doing that and someone starts drowning him. Yeah, someone pushes his face in there and starts drowning him. And then he like stopped breathing for a minute, but then he came up and, and um, I mean, later you figure out in the movie that they thought it was Michelle. Yeah. Because he was in her outfit. Yeah. And so that's what they were doing. And then we realized it was him, which I don't know why they wouldn't want to, because he didn't really expose himself as that great of a detective yet. Because yeah. it was in the beginning of the movie, so the person that ended up doing it probably didn't know that he would be able to solve the mystery. Right. So then, anyways, he's all like, who the hell just tried to drown me? You know, he's like, shit's going on. He's, he locked the door. He said, nobody's leaving. And then, or I don't know. Well, no. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. Michelle gets pushed off. The, <laughs> Michelle gets pushed off the well, balcony. Well, immediately after he gets drowned <laughs> and he's, and he like, you know, the water, he spits up all the water when he gets up. 
he realizes like immediately he was like where where like I don't know what I don't remember her name either but she he goes where is Michelle basically he's like he's like where he was like where is she she's in danger and then that's thing you know she gets pushed off the roof she's like screaming and and she she gets gets impaled and so she's just sitting there like freaking impaled dead and then everyone's screaming and then he freaking closes and locks the door and he's like no one's leaving and then to make things worse there's a flood outside. There's a huge thunderstorm going on, which Lainey also loves thunderstorms. Yeah, I love that. And it's flooding. The river is flooding because they had to take a boat to get here. So they took a boat from the river to get here. There was like no streets. So the river is flooding and no one can get out. And so, and the maid lady is like, I can't spend a night in this house. It's haunted. I've never spent a night here. Everyone's freaking out. So then he's like, okay. He's like, there was a murder here. He's like, Annalisa or whatever her name was, was killed. He's like, no one's freaking leaving. Everyone's a suspect. And he even told Tina, he's like, you're a suspect, girl. Well, even he, so he has this bodyguard too. He he said his bodyguard is a suspect too. Yeah. Which we end up finding out a little information about him as well. So it's like, at some point, ev- like, you feel like you know who it is. Yes. Every, I realized in this movie, this is like something I, I realized afterwards, and this is something I don't normally do. But at one point, I thought every single person in the house was the person that yes. was the killer. It's we kept def- whispering each other like, oh, it's definitely them. It's definitely them. Except oh, my God. For, except for the little kid. I didn't think it was No, him. it wasn't the little munchkin. No. No. I like, even though he was a little weird, I knew it wasn't him. I didn't think it was the because the first people that they thought it was was Michelle's assistants because they were had a history of being thieves and so they were like no it wasn't us like are you kidding me and then they end up like chaining homegirl down for like a minute because they're like you did it and everything and and we're like but it it, when you're the first suspect it's never you right you know because he's quizzing everyone he's going around interrogating everybody individually yeah and so we're like what the actual heck is going on he's finding these clues annalisa's or elisa whatever her name is her ghost is getting into contact with her she's basically a little girl in ghost form contacting him and he kept hearing the laughs around and that's what got laney well yeah fuck that i'm sorry i don't like that shit and they like i don't like when little kids are like laughing and singing and stuff in horror movies it's just like it really just gives me like the fucking ick like i just like i want to like we don't love that it makes me crawl in my skin I don't know why. It kept happening to you. They kept singing. I know. Let If anyone else feels the same about that, please let me know and let me know I'm not the only one because I feel like that's so fucking weird. I don't like it. Anyways, but yeah, the detective guy, he starts, this house is just like so haunted and so like weird that it starts messing with your, like with your head a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it happens it was happening to other people too, but mostly him and the doctor. It was happening to, yeah. Um, you know, aka who we all know, Christian Gray from Fifty Shades. Yep. He is already kind of like mentally unstable. Yeah, he's not stable. Like the little boy is taking care of him. The little boy, and the little boy is like what, like nine, eight, seven. That's his son. So yeah. It's like his 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 like little kid is taking care of him pretty much but it starts messing with it started messing with 
the detective's mind and he he was starting to really connect and hear like the ghosts and the spirits of like these kids in this house and for someone that's a skeptic he was really like trying to figure out what the hell was going on and then in the bathroom scene where he saw someone behind him like i think it was homegirl again yeah and she was like right there and we're like oh it was intense it was very intense but it was very good like perfect movie to watch during this time of year and so then to fast forward a little bit the doctor ends up getting killed because he like ends up fighting with her former fiance which nobody knows why the fiance showed up we find out later mm-hmm. they end up fighting together and they're like you need to lay down take a nap and then basically the doctor ends up dead and then they're like oh my god people are getting murdered what the hell is going on yeah so we thought in the middle we thought it was tina and his um bodyguard bodyguard because tina got a little crazy over there she was like you think it's me how dare you and she got a little bit her voice was getting a little deeper and i was like oh my god she's gonna confess to like doing it right now because we thought she wanted a story yeah so she was gonna try she was playing her everything. books kept flopping she needed a story yeah. to write about this to sell all these books and then we find out the detective was the policeman who pulled Elisa out of the water on the day that well, she supposedly the, body, the bodyguard. Yeah, so the, he was a policeman. He was a policeman, and he is the one that actually ended up take like yeah, like you said, taking her body out of the water after she, you know, allegedly got pushed off of the balcony. Yeah. So not only and the detective. He didn't know this about him. Yeah, he didn't. So, and that was, and he confessed that, you know, every, you know, police officer, detective has that one case that makes you, you know, walk away. Mm -hmm. And he said that that was the case that made him walk away. Because she was young. I feel like she looked like she was in her, like, early to mid-20s or so, you know? And so... We're finding out all this information. Everything's getting so crazy. People are so paranoid because people are getting killed. And then he's like, I know who did it. And we're like, oh my God, we have chills. I have chills thinking about it because everyone was looking in there. And it ended up being her mother. Her mother. Because her mother was so attached to her that when she got um, engaged, she thought that her daughter was going to leave her. And so she literally went like psycho well, and just did everything she yeah. could to get her daughter back because she wanted her daughter to be with her and not with him. Right. And she, like, it's definitely, like, a, like, a possession slash, like, jealousy issue. Like, obviously, her mom wasn't really right in the head. Like, it, it was, like, her heart was in the right place, but almost in a really unhealthy way. Yeah. Um, And so she, like, hated the fiancé. She did not like him, like, at all. And that's essentially why he broke up with her is what he said. He was like, well, if you have to marry someone, you also have to marry their mother. Mm -hmm. And he was like, she just like hated me because I was taking her away from her daughter. And so the mother was poisoning her daughter with With this stuff that made um, her delusional and basically made her go insane. But she told her it was helping her. So the maid ended up killing her on accident because the mother would like every time she'd wake up like sweating she would comfort her and be like here have more of this it'll help here's some tea and she would be poisoning her and switching her brain 
to make it seem like she's hallucinating and losing her mind. So the maid didn't know she thought the tea helped her. So one night she gave her too much tea and the daughter overdosed and died. But the maid was crying. She was like, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, and the mother was still like being like, I would never do that to my daughter. I loved her. Well, and then so the mother found her dead and threw her off the balcony because she wanted it make to frame it like it was a suicide, because even though she, she knew. She knew because they they had like a like a garden on top of their house, yeah. and it was to make honey. And so the honey, there was something in there. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a poison. Yes. And so she was taking the honey from the garden that she did with her, like they did the garden together, her and the daughter. And so she was taking the honey from the garden and putting it in the tea and making her like basically unwell. Yeah. And so she could take care of her, like so she could always be with her. But it was like really like really fucked up situation. Yeah, so but fucked up. They just wanted the mom, the mother, wasn't getting any sleep. And so she was really sleep deprived. And so the maid convinced her to go go to sleep and she would take over and watch her and so she ended the the daughter ended up waking up like literally having like like just coughing like uncontrollably and sweating and stuff and so the maid did what she had seen the mother do which is basically putting that honey in the tea but she you when you're watching the scene she puts way too much honey because she wanted it to be sweet and taste good so Mm -hmm. she puts more honey than you know, the mother would probably have done. And that's how she basically got poisoned to death and died. Yeah. And so it's just crazy that all these details are coming out. And I'm just like, we're just shook. We're like, oh my God. So then the mother like tries to run away. She's upstairs. She's like screaming at the detective. She's like, you know, whatever she's saying, going crazy. And then the daughter, Elisa, her ghost, pulls her mother's hair and pulls her off the balcony and then she she falls to her death. The mother but, falls like, to her death. She dies the same way that she died. Well, she supposedly, quote unquote, died because she was poisoned, but the yeah. mother threw her off the balcony. Right. But, but she was found in the water by the detective's bodyguard, who was the former policeman. Everything just like connected. And you're just like, your mind is blown. So, I mean, if you guys listen to this <laughs> episode and this review, we left a lot of details out. It was just way too much to like, get to in just these you know whatever 30 minutes of a review but Mm -hmm. that's how good the movie is is that it keeps you guessing the entire time so your brain like you are captivated the whole time because if you're anything like eric and i we like to solve mysteries like this like we we like truly want to figure out who the person is yeah because it's just like you know exhilarating like you my favorite game when i was growing up was clue yeah i you know it's just like a it's a good way to keep your brain stimulated yeah. and figure out things like that. Because, I mean, essentially, when you can figure out, like, a case like that, mm-hmm. you you feel a sense of accomplishment. You're like, oh, my God. I f-, like, I knew it. I knew it was them. And so it makes you feel good. But the and, mother was so innocent, and she was, like, the least likely candidate. And right, that's what they always do. Remember, like, at some point, I said, I think the mom might Yeah, we were it. thinking it. Because we were thinking there it. there was, like, this, un- like, obviously, we left out details, but there's, like, this, this stuffed animal 
thing <gasps> this stuffed animal thing that the it, that was the girls the daughters and so like she like used that as like something for the psychic the hold to like connect with her mm-hmm. but this the stuffed animal kept coming up in a lot of scenes and it kept like disappearing and then reappearing in like different places and in all the scenes the last person to hold it was the mother yeah so i was thinking that the mom might have killed her and like was placing this stuffed animal in certain places to like make it seem like something else and the little boy was suspicious i don't remember why but he the little boy ended up inviting the fiance yes because he loved the girl i think like they were like friends or something right i don't know i don't know something happened with the little boy and he was connected in somehow but he invited the fiance he wrote a note well the doctor his dad was very close with the daughter too yes because that was his patient sort of thing he was like in wasn't he in love with the mom though yes he was in love with the mom so the doctor was in love with the mom and so he ended up just getting really close with her daughter and he was the one treating her when she was having all these like crazy mental i think the doctor knew that she didn't die because when they examined her body i think he knew that she didn't die from drowning i think he knew that she was poisoned yeah and that's i think what what kona was throwing him over the edge but he loved the mother so he didn't want her to like get in trouble or like go to jail well so i think she had like a chokehold on him but and i think the kid knew this as well because he has watched his dad do his studies and stuff and being able to see like the outcomes of you know deaths and whatnot and what made sense and so I think that's where he got the hunch from so he actually started the little kid ended up he was the one blackmailing the mom through like letters and he only did it like twice or something but um yeah there was just like a lot to unpack there a lot to unpack check it out Lini. what are you rating the movie out of 10 i think i'm gonna give it a 9 out of 10 i think i'm gonna say honestly like 9.3 okay i really liked it i think i want to watch it again i mean it's not as good with murder mysteries watching it a second time because you know who did it but some of the details will probably add up more the second time because you go in knowing okay we know who did it i don't know know why but sometimes i get a like like a thrill like just excitement when like this would be a kind of movie I would recommend for somebody to watch or I would watch it with someone who hasn't seen it because I like to see if people figure it out I'll be like who do you think did it you know like asking them sporadically but definitely better than Death on the Nile to be honest I think Um, it was definitely better than Death on the Nile even though that movie was still very good still very good but more uh a better plot if you will I think than Death on the Nile it's very like it's like it's horror but it's murder mystery but it's also like a thriller almost yeah it's like it keeps you on the edge of your seat so yeah guys honestly if you haven't checked it out yet you definitely should watch it if you did let us know what you thought of the movie let us know what you would rate it out of 10 comments on our instagram Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. We really enjoyed reviewing A Haunting in Venice with you. And if you guys haven't already, make sure to head over to our Instagram at Dream Attraction Pod and follow us there. Make sure to follow us on Apple and Spotify and give us those five stars. And we'll see you next Tuesday in an all new episode. Happy dreaming.